time has come for you to prove. Podcast where we're talking about all things action movies, the good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Santi, and with me, as always, is my co-host Grayson. Hello, that's me. What's cracking? My bones, dear. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, we were discussing the voluptuousness of your beard earlier. Yes, we were. It's looking very um, Davy Crockett. Thank you. I need to. I, think, I need to shave. That's okay. It looks good. Thank you. I think you should grow it out all the way, like a wizard. Like, like a wizard. <laughs> I think because I've tried to grow it, like grow it out. Yeah. I think at just one point it just stops. Yeah, that's what and mine it just does. Stops growing, and I'm like, all right, well, mine does that. I I get to a point to where it's about. I don't know, quarter of an inch long, and then it just yeah. stops growing and gets real scraggly. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm at an advanced age, I actually have uh, white hairs in my beard, so I try not to grow <laughs> it too long. Um, <laughs> I'm 26 years old, by the way, everybody. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I don't know why I'm aging so rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be like that sometimes. It do. I have. I have a white. I don't have a lot of chest hair, but I have white chest hairs. I have white beard hairs. I got a couple white hairs in my head. Yeah. I Eesh. I just have that gene where I'm just like yep. by by age thirty five, I'm gonna be a just a old old man. Just an old man. <laughs> 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 Last week we watched um something objectively terrible. Um Yes. And boy oh boy, um we're back at it again. Hell yeah. With something that is probably objectively bad um but we'll talk about it um because i wouldn't dare say that but i don't know what you think so i um, loved it okay good (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're talking about ninja assassin the 2009 martial arts action film directed by james mcteague uh with a screenplay by matthew sand and Michael Straczynski. Um, that name sounds familiar now that I say it out loud. I feel like he's written something else that we've watched. 
Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you what, but Matthew Sand is also a great name. Regardless, this film is produced by the Wachowskis, um, Lana and Lily, who are the original directors of the Matrix trilogy. Um, they produced this film. It was written specifically for its star, which is uh, Jung Ji-hoon, better known as Rain, um, the Korean pop star sensation of 2009. Um, he plays Raizo, uh, the titular ninja assassin, with support from Naomi Harris, Sho Kasugi, Ben Miles, Ricky Yoon, and Anna Sawai. The film has a ripe... 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, however, Oof. it does have a 54% audience score. Um, the film does not pass the Bechtel test. There are two women in this film. Um, and one of them barely says anything at all. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. We'll talk about that's it. Uh, I forgot to take the synopsis from IMDb, but um, the general gist is that uh, Rizo is a former ninja uh, of the Ozunu clan, and he is out to get revenge against the man who killed the love of his life. Um, and he's out to help special agent, whatever her name is, discover the secrets of the ninja clans um, yeah. and and just blow up Japan with a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so before we get into the deep, depths of the plot and the production history and all that crap uh what'd you think of it i loved it um yeah. i thought it was very fun uh it it starts off very it just like it goes there's no real build-up no <laughs> um it's like starts at 100 percent and just stays there throughout the entire thing mm -hmm. um the main character um uh the main character i feel like he trained in just mortal Kombat. Um, oh yeah uh fatalities like that's his <laughs> only that's all he knows is just the fatalities yeah um because some of that shit was fucking insane oh yeah yeah um yeah i so we're talking about this movie because um originally we were going to record this on my birthday um that Worth didn't end up happening, me. but regardless, uh, we're watching this because it's one of my favorite movies. Um, if I was a lesser person, I would call this a guilty pleasure, but uh, I don't feel guilty about this pleasure. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I I think this is a banger of a movie. I think it's it very is, good. I think oh, there's a dog. It's dog time. Yeah. Oh, dog disappeared. That's okay. Um, yeah, this movie's. I think it's good. I think it's underrated. Um, I think it doesn't get enough credit for doing exactly what it says it's going to do. Um, yeah. I mean, the movie's called Ninja Assassin, and there's and, a man who assassinates ninjas, and that's kind yeah. of... That's what you get. Um, yeah, it's like, boy, howdy, there sure are ninja assassins in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's great, and I think... Yeah. I think the lead actor is very good. Um, oh, yeah, he was great. I think he does not get enough credit for being just the coolest looking man you've ever seen in your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very rare that we watch a movie where like there's a whole scene 
dedicated to just him being sweaty in his apartment and just yeah. like training. And it's so compelling. <laughs> yup. Because yeah. he's just, I, I, so there's like, oh, I just hit my mic. We'll get into uh -oh. it a little bit later, but he go, he went through this crazy like training regimen for this movie and just the like, statuesque form of that man's body is just insane just he's sculpted he is sculpted he he looks like the statue of david yeah um, if the statue of david had a haircut uh circa 2009 <laughs> um because he's really got that my chemical romance you know yeah long hair it's not quite a fringe no but it's, it's that kind of moppy like middle yeah, it's, part it's um Fuck, what's the Nickelback? The lead singer yes. Nickelback. It's like his yes. it's like his haircut. Chad Kroger. Craig, yeah, there you yeah. go. Chad Kroger. It is his haircut, but I think it works much better on on uh Rain than it does on yes. Chad Kroger. Yes. Um this is a very sweaty movie. I feel like there's very few scenes where um Rizo is not covered in a sheen of sweat and dirt. Or some um, other liquid. Yeah, or blood or you know, whatever. Rain or toilet whatever. water. Um yeah, rain. Oh, accurate because of his name. Um, ha But anyway, um, so we've talked a little bit about it. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, from here on out, we're going to spoil the film. Um, but if, if somebody's listened this far and they haven't watched the movie, would you recommend that they watch it? Yes. Okay. It, I will say it is if if you're not a fan of gore mm -hmm. um, or excessive blood, probably not the movie for you. Yeah. Um, but if you're fine with all that, then yeah, give it a shot. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I should say I'll, pro I'll probably edit in like a content warning at the beginning of the, the episode just in case somebody somehow slipped through the cracks. But it is very violent. Um, yeah. The opening scene in particular is incredibly visceral. Um, <laughs> yeah i think like it's kind of like cartoonishly violent like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make like my stomach churn in the way that like i don't know something like the raid might where it's a little mm -hmm. bit too real like it's very yeah. exaggerated like the blood is these big like you know cartoony splatters like yeah and it's and it's like an unnatural red yes yeah but yeah i i agree with you i would recommend it i think it's the kind of movie that like it's it is very particular to like my taste, but yes. I think if you are just a fan of like ninja movies, or if you're a fan of like martial arts films with a little bit of like style and and I don't know, just pizzazz to them, then I I think you'll get a a kick out of it. Oh um, yeah. But anyway, so we're gonna spoil the movie from here on out. Yes. Um, and one thing I wanted, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the production history because it's it's not like it didn't have like a crazy troubled production or anything, but yeah, just some, there's some interesting tidbits. So um, originally, the script was written by a guy um, who we talked about. His name was Matthew Sand, um, and he wrote this this version of the script that um, he presented to the Wachowskis and. They did not really like it. Um, 
And I can't, I, I don't remember reading exactly why, but they were just like, this isn't really what we had in mind. So they roped in Michael Straczynski um, to rewrite the script, but he had to re- rewrite it um, basically with like less than a week before the script had to go out to um, the actors. Oh God. So he tells this story and he, I have a quote from him. He says, one day I got a call from the Wachowskis who are friends of mine. And they said, we need some help on something. Can you meet us tomorrow and talk about something? I met with them and they had a draft for this movie called Ninja Assassin, which wasn't where they wanted it to be. And they said, we need a whole new draft, a whole new script. And we go to camera in six weeks. And I said, okay, when do you have to have the scripts? And they said, it had to go out to actors that Friday. So I went home, put on a pot of coffee, and I essentially wrote a whole new script in 53 hours. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, That's impressive. It is impressive. And I think if you know that, that like he, this whole thing was like rewritten on the fly, you know, in 53 hours, I think you can be a little more forgiving of some of the like minor kind of story problems that it has. Cause the story's kind of convoluted. Yeah. Um, it was a little confusing and they, it felt like they left some of the stuff out, but yeah. Um, but I just think that's a fun, like, just the idea that they're like, we don't like it. Can you give us a new one? And he's like, yeah, when do you need it? And they're like, uh, Friday. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion uh, that pot of coffee might have had some uh, cocaine in it. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Just a, you know, just a touch. Just a smidge. Um, he used it like powdered creamer, you know? Yeah, right. Or like sugar. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so that that that's kind of fun. Um, so one thing the the villain of the movie he is played by a man named Sho Kasugi, um, and he's got this very like distinct presence. Yeah, this guy like he's very menacing, um, but he's got this great like voice, um, and he was cast specifically for this movie because. Um, he's kind of like a legend of like ninja movies. So he's been in like a bunch of them starting in the eighties. Um, he did this like whole trilogy of ninja movies, which we'll talk about it at some point. Um, especially because the third one is this notorious, like batshit crazy, um, movie. It's called Ninja three, the dominion. Um, oh my God. But yeah, so he's kind of this like ninja, like superstar. Um, and they they wanted him specifically to play that character, um, and so he agreed to come out of retirement to play that that villain. Um, nice. And he's 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 a real deal uh, martial artist. I think he was a karate world champion. Um, he's trained in like karate and taekwondo and and uh, uh, ninjutsu and like all kinds of stuff. Um, so he's he's super cool, like real deal guy. Um, but uh, speaking of training, um, so Rain, who is the uh, the titular Rizo, the ninja assassin, um, I watched this interview with him. It was very grainy, like 2009 TV interview. It was real Hell crunchy, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, my favorite. Yeah, it was shot on like a Sony Handycam or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he was talking about, he said that supposedly... Um, and I always kind of don't believe these numbers when they say them, but regardless, he claims that he trained for eight hours a day 
um, five days a week for eight months to get in shape. Um, so supposedly he like lifted weights and he went yeah. through martial arts training, weapons training, um, acrobatics. Um, and this is one of those movies where they're like, he did all his own stunts. Like he's, you know, whatever. Um, and he definitely, you can tell in parts like, oh yeah, that's like definitely him. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely stunts that are not him. Like, you know, yeah. If he gets hit by a car, I don't think they're letting Rain get hit by a car. No, um, I think that would go over poorly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's very impressive. I think he does a really good job. Um, I one thousand percent believe him as a a, a ninja assassin. Um, oh, same. Yeah, I just I don't know. Everything about this movie just works for me. I can't explain why. I just remember the first time I watched it, I was just like. Yep. Like, this is my new, like... Yeah. Because I could just... The thing about this movie is, like, I could put it on, like, any time. Like, good day, ninja assassin. Bad day, ninja assassin. You know? Yeah. Because it's like, the plot is is nonsense. It doesn't matter. You're just waiting nope. for him to slice some people up again. Like... Yeah. Um, I think the movie has an interesting structure. Like, I know one of the, like criticisms is that there's like too many flashbacks but i really like the flashbacks like especially early Same. in the movie when they're kind of showing his training and everything i find all that stuff really fascinating oh same, um, yeah and i think they did a good job of casting like child actors who play those roles really well and aren't annoying yeah. um because kid actors are just notoriously really irritating yeah um but yeah, I just, I don't know. It just works for me. I just think it's 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 just a solid movie. It is. Um yeah, the the plot's a little there there were like I didn't get the whole reason really why um I forget her name. I think it starts with an M. Mm-hmm. It's like Maki or something or forensic reporter. Oh, uh, Naomi Naomi Harris's character. I, uh, yes. what is, I'll, I'll look it up. You keep going. Okay. Um, I'm assuming they wanted her dead because she was, like, snooping around. Right. But that wasn't really made clear. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and her name is Mika. Mika. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... What, one thing that I think is funny about this movie is like in a lot of these movies, like I feel like they would they would hold back the like ninja reveal for a little bit. Like even though it's called Ninja Assassin, like right. In a lot of movies, they would they would start off like there's all these weird assassinations happening. We don't know what's going on, but she just comes right out and she's just like, yep. it's fucking ninjas. It's ninja bitches. <laughs> Um and the and her partner whatever the fuck his name was, mm-hmm. he like kind of was like uh yeah you're kind of say but he flipped real quick oh yeah yeah uh and it it seemed a little too quick that's uh, fair but uh yeah I just I don't know aside aside from the the kind of slightly confusing plot it's. Like I said at the beginning, it's like it stays at a hundred percent. Oh yeah, from start to finish. 
Uh, and so it's very good. It's it is good, and I think I I read some reviews that were basically just like it's derivative and like you know it's it's kind of and like I I I I agree with a lot of the like criticisms of it because like it doesn't have a lot of original ideas and it's not like. I don't know. It it doesn't have like super crazy like choreography that blows you away or anything, but I think just the like the the thing that this movie gets is that like childhood like idea of a ninja and the idea that like ninjas are these cool like badass, you know, like like almost superhuman, you know, figures. And this movie doesn't play around with, you know, like, oh, they're just people. They're they're like, no, they're fucking ninjas. And they're like, you know, whatever. And it kind of just cranks the, like, cool factor up to, like, 20. And, like, yeah. I just I just respect the fuck out of that. Like, I miss when... I mean, this is going to be old man yells at cloud again. But I miss when movies, like... Like, it, to me, this is in the same vein as something like Blade where yeah. it's just like it does not care about like logic or Ooh. like the rules of this universe it's just like this shit is sick check it out right like yeah. like he's got this ridiculous chain weapon that just defies physics but yeah. it doesn't matter because it's fucking sick that's cool as fuck well and like the ninjas they can like become the shadows right <laughs> i thought that was so cool yeah. like if i saw this when i if if i saw this when i was younger i would this would have been like my favorite movie ever oh i know yeah just because of that whole like slipping into the shadows thing that was so cool and and the final fight oh it's fucking sick is so good mm -hmm. uh oh and the self-healing yeah, yeah. That was insane. I like that. I So what did you think I we'll, we'll go off on different threads, but what did you think about the reveal that uh Mika's heart is on the wrong side of her body? Cuz they kind of telegraph that that's going to be like that that's going to happen. Cuz like yeah early so the 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 opening scene which we haven't really talked about there's that like yakuza massacre um and there's the tattoo artist who um if anybody is curious um that guy is played by um randall duck kim who is the doctor from the john wick franchise that's um, why he looked familiar yeah he's got that very iconic like old man voice yeah. Um, but yeah, he, so he, he tells this story about like, he encountered these ninjas once before and they stabbed him on the wrong side of his body because his, his heart is on the left or the right side, the right side instead of the left. And yeah. so you kind of get this implication that like, oh, that's weird. But you're like, oh, that's probably going to come back up. And you think it's going to be Rizo who, yeah. whose heart is on the wrong side because there's like. You know, Kiriko listens to his heart and she's like, no, your heart's in there. Like, you know, whatever. But then there's the reveal that it's like Naomi Harris's character who has the same deformity. Um, I, I don't know what that contributes to the story, but I think it's interesting at least. Yeah, no, it was, it was very interesting. I didn't really, 
I I was kind of in the same boat. I thought it was going to be Rizo that that had the heart in the different side of his chest, but yeah, when it was revealed that she had it, yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, are they related somehow? <laughs> um, I think it was a it was a fun reveal though. Yeah, it's it's a. It kind of takes you by surprise, I guess. Yeah. You, you think she's dead, and then, you know, they... Which, by the way, that's a real medical condition that you can... Um, it, I think it's called situs invertus or something like that. Mm. Um, and it basically just means that, like, your organs are mirrored. So, um, I guess it's, it's like, super rare. It's, like, 0.1% of the population. But um, if anybody wants a fun fact that they can throw out at a party... Enrique Iglesias, the Spanish singer-songwriter, he yeah. has situs invertus. Um, so wow. his heart is on the on the opposite side of his body. Um, fun fact for you. Nice. Yeah, I, I, speaking of the finale, um, I would like someone, and I, I'm not going to do it because I'm too lazy, I would like <laughs> someone to take that final scene and take the moment where... Um, the U.S. Army shows up um, and like bursts through the the temple doors with their uh, truck. I would like somebody to put the U.S. Army theme over the top of that because I uh, think it would be very funny. <laughs> yes, that would be very funny. Or it's just like, yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I do love that reveal where he's like, "I've got the tracker," and then all of a sudden, just the fucking army shows up, <laughs> just fucking busts through. Literally every gun blazing. Yeah. There's rockets going off. There's I was setting say, shit on fire. Did you like the moment where there, where he's like, all right, fire on my command. And then it just hard cuts to a guy with a giant rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, just, he doesn't shoot ahead. it really at anybody. He's just like, ah, building. Building yeah. go boom. Yeah, I... I wasn't really sure what their plan was. I'm like, why are they just bursting into this temple and killing everyone? But, you know, it works, I guess. Yeah, I, it um, got the job done, kind of. It does get the job done. Um, I, I can't. I was going to say something else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just dig. I like that they make the ninjas in this kind of like um, almost like horror movie like monsters. Like, yeah. there's all this talk about, like, you can't, you know, have any shadows. You have to stay in the light or, like, the ninjas can find you. And there's real moments of, like, fear where... Oh, yeah. You know, she, like, for for instance, she does the super dumb thing of she goes into her apartment when the, the power is like, out. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a real sense of, like, terror because you're, like, she's just surrounded by darkness and they could be anywhere. And there's that kind of, like, like pin drop moment where she sees the envelope with the the black sand inside and you're like oh fuck she's gonna get yeah. murdered yeah um and i love that moment where you see the the sword is about to fall on her and then rizo throws like the chain around it yeah um and normally i don't like like a like a gimmicky fight scene like you know she's kind of like you can see the fight through her like flashlight as she's like trying to follow it. No, oh, normally yeah. I hate something like that because I'm like, just show me the fight. Like, don't do a gimmick. Right. Um, 
but in that particular instance i like it just because it's like it adds this level of like these like superhuman you know like assassins fighting each other i just i thought it was right. cool it keeps the fear there yeah um because yeah you can't really see the ninja yeah uh and it's it's terrifying and the the scene in the um like little secret hideout where they're when they capture Rizo. Oh yeah. Uh that was also a bit terrifying. Oh yeah. There uh, there's that scene has a lot of carnage. <laughs> it does. Because <laughs> uh, they like they fight that it seems like they fought for so long. Yeah. In that and yeah, there is a lot of dead people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the same thing. Like, you know, there's this big bright light on Rizo, and then there's like, you know, the basic lights in the like the control room or whatever. Yeah, and then it all goes out, and and then you hear that just like the the whooshing. Yeah, as they come out of the shadows. And I think the scare, like one of the scariest parts of all of that, was their whispering. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some good whispering. That shit freaks the fuck out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like real. I like the way that they communicate. Like they're like these little creatures where they're yeah. just like, like I smell murderer, murderer, brother, murderer. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I just think I I love that they turn them into like just these like soulless like demons i don't know i think they're super cool yeah um and i know it's like i think one thing that this movie gets right that like i wish like i've seen this commentary a little bit on tiktok recently in like movie circles but it's like i think if there's one thing that like modern not just superhero movies but like action movies are missing is like a sense of campiness insofar as like 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 in this movie for instance you know there's there's a moment where rizo is like you know he's he's handcuffed and he's like you know the the lights all go out and and they're like we can't release the prisoner or whatever and he's like we all die together like it's a dumb line but he he sells it seriously you know what yes. I mean? Like, there's something missing from modern movies where they feel like everything has to have like a joke to it. Like, there's a wink yeah. and a nudge. Like, oh, this is all dumb, isn't it? But like, yeah. what this movie does is it's like ninjas are the most serious thing in the world. Like, right? <laughs> it is. They are the boogeymen, right? Yeah. It's the thing in the shadows. It's the thing under your bed or in your closet. It's the most terrifying thing, and they and they do take it seriously. Yeah. And like, there's uh, a little bit of like, like Mika's boss is kind of like ninjas. What the fuck? But yeah. the rest of like, but the once he realizes they're real, the rest of the movie he's just like fucking ninjas. Like, yeah, you know, like, and you know, to bring it back to something I talked about earlier, Blade is very similar, right? Where it's like, yes, you know, there's there's no real like, there are moments of humor. Yeah, but Blade takes itself very seriously. Like, oh yes, it's like vampires are real, 
and Wesley Snipes is the only thing standing between us and the vampires, you know? Yeah. And this is very similar. It's like, if Rizo doesn't kill all the ninjas, they're going to get you. And it's yeah. like, it's dumb, but there's no point where Rizo's like, no, did I just do that? Like, yeah. you know, oh, did that just happen? You know, he's yeah. like, fucking get out of the way, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I very much enjoy that. Um, and yeah, I think I think John Wick also kind of does the same thing. Right. Um but yeah, like Marvel movie, like there's no there's no sense of dread anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like there's no stakes. Um which like is a huge part of of movies and and just storytelling like there has to be stakes or else what's the point right um and yeah this i the stakes in this movie are astronomical yeah but i mean and they're astronomical but at the same time they're very like it's a very self-contained movie you know what i mean where it's like mika's goal is to expose the ninjas and make it out alive. And Raizo's goal is to eliminate, you know, the Ozunu clan and the yeah. people who wronged him. And that's it. You know, it's like if they fail, it's not like the world is going to end. But, right. you know, to them, it's like everything. And I think the movie does a good job of like they both get what they want in the end. Maybe not necessarily the way that you expect, but they still kind of, you know, reach their goal. Yeah. And I like that Rizo is kind of like, he's kind of just this, like, you understand all of his motivations. Yes. Without him having to explicitly tell you. Like, you know, you understand, like, he's doing all this because he was turned into a monster. And the one thing he cared about was taken away from him you know, by these people who claim to love him. So he's out to get them, right? Yeah. And it it's not like he has some sense of justice or like, he's like, I, I can't let them continue to get away with whatever. He's just like, I hate these fucking guys. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. get them. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I was going to say something. Shit. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think... I think him not having to explain anything really comes from the flashbacks. Yeah. And I don't understand why people didn't, or were like, oh, there's too many flashbacks. I think there was just the right amount. Yeah. Um, Because we kind of get the full story of, like, how he came to be, and it helped explain his motivations, like you were saying. Right. And... First of all, that life, like the Ozunu or whatever the fuck, yeah, that shit was fucked up. Oh yeah, like when they when when the master or whatever like whipped his feet. Oh yeah, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awful, and then. And then he did the fucking like Temple of Doom <laughs> thing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that whole 
The one thing I didn't get about all of that was the plants. Okay. Um, that seemed a little out of place. Well, I I think because I think what they're trying to show is like because in Japan there's there's always like this association between like schools of martial arts and then learning things like bonsai, which is that art of like making like dwarf trees. I don't know if you've ever seen like a bonsai tree, but it's that yeah. like you know they they attach it to wires and yeah. kind of prevent it from growing all the way so it makes this like miniature tree. Yeah. Um and you get the sense that Kiriko is this like you know free spirit, she wants to be free. You know, she she feels like she's the bonsai tree, she's been stunted. And so right. she she's the one cutting all the wires trying to free these trees from their you know whatever. Um and so at the end of the movie you see Rizo cutting the wires from all the bonsai trees because he's finally free. You know, he's like gotcha. free okay. of, of his bondage. Um, and I thought there was just like a, it's just like a badass, like just the, the, the action for the most part, I think is very good. Oh, but yeah. um, the finale, it is hard to understate just how fucking hard it goes. Like, <laughs> so good like the best to me the best moment in the whole movie is when there's that other ninja who's played by ricky yoon who's kind of like rizo's opposite like he's like his you know he's his brother that he he you know is raised with he's the one who kills kiriko um there's that moment where he enters the room and rizo is standing there and he's got the two swords and yeah. there's fire all around him and they you oh. know that moment is so fucking sick <laughs> i know I, that and when he faces off against the the dad yeah and we get that nice silhouette with the fire behind both of them and they like take their stances and then they just fucking go for it yeah those two scenes I got. I think I got chills. Oh yeah, when I watched those, it was so good. <laughs> that is cinema right there. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about those scenes, I was reading like, especially that scene where um, Rizo is facing against, uh, you know, his his father, um, and they're silhouetted against like the rice paper um, walls, right? Um, that yes. whole kind of scene is is really inspired by like anime and especially the way that like you know they'll cut each other and the blood splatters very you know artistically yeah. um that all to me felt very like if anybody's ever seen like ninja scroll or um samurai champloo i think it's called um or any of those like old school like 90s and 80s and 90s anime like it has that vibe of just like these like beautiful lines of like you know carnage and just like but you're right there's that great moment where their bodies are just aligned in silhouette and it just fucking looks so sick yeah let I movies silhouette. me too let let movies be cool again right right like Fuck. like like there is something to be said for staging a shot to just look awesome like yeah it doesn't matter if the lighting makes no sense it doesn't matter if 
the circumstances are absurd. Like the shot what? of him with two swords against a fucking wall of fire looks amazing. Yeah. Just, like do more of that, please. Yeah. Fuck. Like, things are allowed to look cool. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. God. It's Is it really that hard? No. Exactly. Like, I can't remember the last time, you know, I watched a movie, like a modern film, and there's just a shot where you're just like, that looks sick. Like, that right. looks amazing, right? Because they don't do that anymore. Everything is, like, shot for practicality for, like... Like, I've had I've had my fill of natural lighting. Like, I'm fucking sick of it. Give yeah. me some unmotivated creative lighting. Like, I... I'm. I don't need everything to be like. Oh, it's. Uh, well, we shot this at night, so you can't fucking see shit. It's like, I'm sick of that crap. Enough of yeah. it. I want to be able to see things. Not just that, but I want things to look cool and for yeah, for lighting to be used for like story purposes, right? Like yeah, a lot of movies now are just shot to like expose right or they're just yeah. shot like okay this looks like it's everything's in frame and we're shooting it naturally and like i hate that shit it's like we need to go back to like shooting things to where it's like oh this guy has a light on his face to make him look sinister or this guy has a you know like that shit that's movie making and fucking yeah. anybody could pick up a camera and turn on a lamp like right anyway doesn't matter. I want to, and I mean, John Wick kind of does that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Star Trek the original, even like TNG and stuff. You know, you'd get that really dramatic, like, like light across the eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like it's just it's so good. It it like conveys emotion. Right. Um and it provides like all of this really nice like thematic shit that is needed to help move the story along. Yeah. Bring it back, goddammit. I know, like like, I understand that people have this opinion that, like, they don't like when there is something happening on screen that makes them aware of the fact that it's a movie, right? Like, for example, like you said, like, the band of light, right? Like, that yeah. can be distracting because you're like, oh, that's not natural. That's like... Yeah. Like, people don't like when they can see a light on screen and they're like, you can't identify the source of that light. But yeah. My counter argument would be like when you're watching a movie, the reality of that film is not our reality, right? right? You are watching artistic expression. You're not watching a documentary. If you want to watch a documentary, go watch a documentary. Like yeah. movies should be allowed to use every tool at their disposal, right? And yeah. one of the tools that gets underutilized is lighting like yep. this idea that like like Wes Craven the the horror director used to do it all the time right where you could get a better sense of a character's motivation because of the way they were lit 
right? Yeah. They'd be half in shadow, half in light. And, oh, they've, they're half in the darkness or, you know, oh, they're hugging somebody. Like, famously, there's a shot in Scream where, you know, the protagonist, Sydney, she's hugging um, her boyfriend, Billy Loomis. And you're like, you're like, oh, he seems nice or whatever. But then there's this real, you know, high, like overcast light on his face and it makes him look real sinister. And you're like, oh, there's something going on with him, right? But that yeah. light in the context of the scene, it has no place, right? It's right. It's not coming from a window. It's not what, but who cares? It's right. not real. It doesn't have to like, like this is a movie about ninjas, right? Like it yeah. doesn't, not every light, like if they had shot this now, the darkness would be fucking unintelligible. Like you would not oh, be yeah. able to see anything because they're in a dark ass warehouse, right? Yeah. But there's these great shots where, Rizo is covered in like red light. Where's that light coming from? It doesn't matter. It's not real. Exactly. Well, and like Lord of the Rings. Right. Right? Like the big like the big fight in, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Right? You can see the entire orc army as if it was like lit up by right whatever. And people are like, oh, that's not realistic. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, who cares? I don't care uh, because it, when you, when you are able to see that whole orc army, you're like, ah, fuck, the, like that's that's a lot of goombas. Yeah, like it's it, <laughs> it provides that sense of like doom and terror of like, oh shit, that's a lot of motherfuckers we got to deal with, right? Right. Um, and you can just see what's going on. Don't you miss when you could see what was going on? I do. And I miss oh. when movies had like a look. You know what I yes. mean? Like Yeah. Like there's a lot of movies now that do Whoa. Sorry, Uh-oh. one of my dogs just barked. <laughs> oh. Like there are still some movies now, right, where they go for like a look, right? But yeah. a lot of movies now are just like they're they're just shot in a very neutral, like unoffensive way, right? Where it's like, you know, whatever. But I, what I like out of a movie, like all of my favorite movies, like that I can think of have like a look that is distinct, right? I think about like the matrix, right? When they're in the real world or when they're in the matrix, there's that green tint to everything. There's this like pseudo noir kind of like, you know, dramatic, uh contrast lighting there's like you know and then where they're in the the real world quote unquote there's like these dull gray tones and this like but i can like picture it right yeah you asked me to picture like a modern blockbuster i just i can't like i cannot tell you what makes them stand out yeah except for ones that do it like john wick that make a point of like there's a look to those movies it's neon it's it's yep. high contrast, it's slick, and you know yep. it's it's delicious, right? It it's primary colors, right? Yes. It's it's very I don't want to say basic, but it's it's no nonsense, it's grounded. Right. But it's 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 you can picture the blues and the purples yep. and greens and like whereas with something like I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, like literally any marvel movie 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the the big criticisms of those movies is that they don't have a look. It's just gray. Like, it's just, like, modeled and and the color grading is just weird and, like, fuzzy. Like, Mm -hmm. and DC movies are are guilty of the same thing. Like, I can't... You know, the only one that has a look to it is, like... Batman v Superman has that kind of like Zack Snyder thing going on. But even that one, yeah. it's like, it's so gray and like muddy that it's like, who cares? You know? Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying that Ninja Assassin is the peak of cinematography, but like I can picture it. I can picture like the flaming reds and there's that beautiful scene where he's like on the rooftop and it's like neon yep. and he's in, you know, even that shot, even that scene where he's killing that gangster in the bathroom, like, oh yeah, has a look to it, you know, like, yeah, which we haven't even talked about. That scene is fucking amazing. That is brutal. It is so brutal. I don't know uh, that actor's name, but he really sells being just a just a big galoot. <laughs> just, just a tank of a man. I know that was like. When when he got stabbed the first time, and then he like looked up and he was like, "Huh, that kind of tickled." I was like, "Ah, it's gonna be one of those fights." <laughs> that dude, I swear to God, got stabbed like a thousand times. I know, and he just kept going. I know, but then you know, got his head bashed in, which yeah, it'd be like that. If your head hits a toilet so hard that you shatter that toilet, you're not getting back up. No, no, that's that's um that's something you can't really recover from. No, um, so good luck though if you yeah. attempt it. <laughs> yeah, your bra- your brain's just a puddle at that point. Yeah, um, it up with a straw. Oh yeah, and I what I love too about that that scene is the movie makes like a very pointed choice to like change how it's shot for that scene. Like the rest of the movie is shot in very wide angles. Right. And it's like, it's shot in that classic kind of martial arts style where you can kind of see everything that's going on at once. Right. Yeah. But in that one, they decide to go full like Jason Bourne just for that one scene. And it's all just close ups of faces. And there's that amazing shot where like he kills him and then he's just fucking covered in blood. Like, yeah. Like he is practically soaking wet, and he yeah. just was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I love that." I mean, it's so brutal, but it's like just that shot. It just tells you everything you need to know about that guy's like psyche at that moment. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. It's a very good movie. I love it, and it's so dumb. It's <laughs> it's very dumb. It, there's a lot of stuff. You really have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. But that's okay. Because it allows you to just like turn your brain off mm-hmm. and just accept the rules in this world. Yeah. It was a I, nice reprieve. It is. And I, you know, I was saying earlier that it's very serious, but it does have like moments of levity that I think there's one or two jokes that don't super land, but there's a few that are, you know, there's a few moments that are like genuinely funny. Like there's that moment where, 
Mika is like trying to get him out of the chains and he's just like very calm and he's like standing there but then he sees the ninjas coming and he's like uh Mika you better hurry up like yeah. he's like getting kind of impatient and he's like no seriously you should like move a little bit faster yeah that <laughs> like that moment is good. it's tense but it's like his attitude is funny like yeah not that I have to explain why things are funny but you know <laughs> I, I, I found it very funny when that other ninja gets hit by the car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I was waiting for, for somebody to get hit by a car. Um, yeah. Because especially in a movie like this where you have these like, you know, highly trained assassins and ninjas and stuff. Um, you can't ninja car. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if two tons of steel hits you. Two tons of steel hits you. Yeah. And there's not really anything you can do with that. It kind of reminds me of... Um, there's that scene. It's like an opening scene of an episode of Supernatural. The piece yeah. of media we always return to. Um, yes. Where uh, Bobby is fighting. I think it's like a a, a ghoul. And yeah. um, he's like... He, he doesn't have whatever you know special thing he needs to kill it. And so he yeah. just throws it in a wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, did you use whatever to kill it? And he's all, nah, wood chipper beats just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, sense. fair enough. Yeah. But it reminds me of that. Like, yeah, getting hit by a car is pretty much going to take anybody out. Yeah. Um, God. What if I just rewatch Supernatural? I mean, nobody's going to stop you. True. Just just skip the bad seasons. So everything past six or past five? Yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> six isn't bad. So, yeah, six is fine. I just I don't like Soulless Sam. No. No. I would always say, like, one, like, if you think about Supernatural, at least how I think about Supernatural... One through five are amazing. Yeah. Five through ten are good, but not great. Ten to fifteen are bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like there's some highs, like highs and lows within there. Like yeah. I remember season eleven being pretty good. And I remember like I think it's like season nine is pretty good. Yeah. But like season 15 is atrocious. Yeah. Season 14 is okay. 13 is not good. No. Yeah, it's just well, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I'm serious. If we ever start a Patreon, we are going to do a supernatural like rewatch bonus podcast that that we put out for just like yes. a paid subscription. <laughs> yes. I'm down. Because I think that's the only people who would want to listen to that would be like hardcore listeners. Yeah. Everyone else would be like, who who cares about this show that ended three years ago? All right. But we do, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> we could even watch the one season prequel spinoff. Oh, God. The Winchesters. The Winchesters that did terribly. Yeah. Because people were like, let the show die. Yeah. They tried like three separate times. 
yeah to make like a spinoff a supernatural spinoff and none of them worked like nope. they tried that like all girl one and it was like yeah. that would have been interesting but it didn't kick off they tried nope. that like monster mafia family thing and that didn't work yeah i don't know they kept yeah. trying though they did but to no avail no but it's probably for the best yeah i mean you can still watch jensen ackles in uh the boys true um and you can watch jared padalecki on however many seasons of uh walker there are <laughs> two or three i think yeah and apparently there's a walker prequel series as well the fuck that's like takes place in like the 1800s jensen ackles directed some of it i don't know that's no. all i know i i follow them on instagram <laughs> nice <laughs> um but yeah that's pretty much all i got yeah yeah i think that's all i got too oh uh, one thing i wanted to say um so this movie well okay i got i got two last thing three last things um one thing so this movie is kind of like a john wick slash um fast and furious reunion movie um before those movies even really came out but so chad stahelski who is the director of john wick one through four and then david leach who co-directed john wick one um they both worked on this movie as stunt coordinators and then chad stahelski was the martial arts choreographer um so he kind of helped like coordinate rizo's like style um, uh-huh. so that that was that was those two and it, they both worked on john wick another john wick alumni is the the doctor uh who we talked about yes. earlier and there was one other person who i i can't remember but um this movie also has a lot of fast and furious alumni Fuck um, yeah so uh sung kang who plays um han in fast and furious Oh he's, shit! Yeah, he's the gangster at the beginning who gets um, his hands cut off. Yes. Yeah, that guy gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, he looks way different in this movie. Like he's got the he slick does. back hair and he's got like bug eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's Sun Kang, and then um, crazy. Rizo's like, like. Uh, ninja like um the guy he's like competing with um he is played by ricky yoon who is the he's the villain from the first fast and furious film if you remember oh shit yep damn and then lastly um anna sawai who plays kiriko she is the girl who han raises in furious nine um if you remember like they go to tokyo and like han is like holding this girl who is like the key to whatever um bullshit whatever mcguffin they were doing in that (laughs) one yeah (laughs) um funny thing about her she is like 30 but she's like super young looking so yeah. 
in Fast and Furious 9, I think she's supposed to be like in her early 20s. And in that movie, she was already like 32. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> she's in this movie as like a young, like, you know, teen age sort of girl. Um, and she was already in her 20s. So I'm like, wow. I remember when I saw her in Furious 9, I was like, she's not a little girl. Nope. That's a 30 year old woman. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so Rizo's chain weapon. Yes. Um, it is not technically a real weapon that ex- like existed in Japan. Um, and there are different chain weapons that have existed. Like there's the Kusaragami. Um, and then there's also a Kyoketsu Shoge, which is like, they're both very similar. Like the Kusaragami has like a little blade. Um, and then the Kyoketsu Shoge has like a sickle almost with like a chain, like a ball on the other end to kind of help balance it. But Rizos is that weird, it's like a curved blade. Yeah. Um, so they kind of just invented it for the movie. But I just think it's super cool. I, I got no complaints cool. about it. Oh, same. I that there's a there's a guy on my that pops up on my TikTok occasionally. He's a martial artist. And he like specializes in the meteor hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that thing. That thing is super cool. Yeah, and I think he's also talked about weapons like this with a blade on the end. Um, and he, like, there's a video of him, like, kind of demonstrating how to use it. That shit's scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, we we kind of talked about how in this movie it's, like, they're kind of superhuman and it defies physics. Yeah. But some of that stuff, like, that was actually kind of accurate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, like... If you watch the behind the scenes, like Rain is swinging a chain, like he is definitely like doing all that stuff, but yeah. they enhance it with CGI, which is like it's very obvious when you watch it because it's like oh yeah, two thousand nine CGI. But um, yeah, I mean some of that stuff is like doable. It's just the moments where he's like spin kicking and flinging the chain under his leg and wrapping it around somebody's like head or whatever that you're like "Eh, he probably couldn't do that but no you know if you're a super trained ninja assassin maybe you can i don't know yeah which by the way not that i'm encouraging anybody to do this but you can purchase um a replica of rizo's chain on amazon um and get it shipped to you Uh, i think it's like 40 bucks or something like that holy Um, shit so in case you consider adding the Kusaragami to your home defense kit. Um, I'm going to do that. All I'm saying is, if I was in a street fight and somebody busted out a chain with a blade at the end, I'm be like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know, here, you can have whatever you want. I'm, yeah. I'm fine, actually. It's like, if you're ever in a street fight and you see a guy start doing, like, like one of these, you're just like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not, we don't need to fight. Like, yeah. You or know. if they pull out some very specific weapon, like if they pull out like a gun or a knife, it's like, okay, well, whatever. Right? You kind of expect that. But they pull out something like 
like one of these, like like the chain thing, or just like something very specific uh-huh. that like takes like actual training to use. It's like, oh no, I'm okay. Yeah, because clearly you you know how to use it, um, and I'm gonna lose. So yeah, like if somebody busts out that like Chinese spear that has like the feather at the end. Oh you're, yeah, you're done for. You're just like, oh yeah. That guy's gonna do some Shaolin shit on you, and you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be chopped into twelve pieces, right? And you're gonna be a kebab. Or if they pull out that like nunchuck that's got like three pieces to it, oh fuck that! Yeah, you're done for. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. In fact, nunchucks in general, if they pull out, you probably should just go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance they're just gonna hit themselves in the nuts with it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't take that chance. No, you really can't. I, I really, I wonder if somebody's ever calculated like how many instances of testicular torsion have happened because of nunchucks. It's probably out there somewhere. It's probably somebody because there's a lot of idiots out there that just be flinging them right into their balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they think they're fucking like Jackie Chan or whatever. Yeah. Bruce Lee. Underutilized the nunchuck. Yes. There should be more movies with nunchucks. Very versatile weapon. It is. But anyway, that's all I got. Um, Hell yeah. We've arrived at everyone's favorite part of the show. Um, what what would you rate this uh, out of 10 Shrooken? Uh, eight. Oh, nice. Eight Shrooken out of 10. I think I'm right there with you. I would I would give this an eight. Yeah, it's an easy watch. It's not yep. going to change your life, but you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to put something on. You know? Yeah. And it's better than ballistic. Oh my god! Yeah, by a mile. So many miles. So many miles. It's better than Mexican American. <sighs> well, most things are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just good. It is very good. All right. Well, that's two eight out of tens from us. Um, next time on Viva La Action. Um, we are going to what we're going to start our spooky month. Um, Hell yeah! So we're going to be watching two spooky movies for the month of October, and we are starting with. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, Ooh. Um, which is a 1970s kung fu horror film. Um, it's got vampires. It's got kung fu. It's got uh, uh, Peter Cushing. Um, it's got everything you could ever want. It's got lots of gratuitous nudity. It's, oh. It's going to be sick. Excellent. Um, what? Hold on. I got to write it down because I will forget. Hold on. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Yes. This may be an instance where you definitely won't be watching it on the Google Drive. Ah, excellent. Because we won't pirate it. No, because I definitely don't have a Blu ray that I bought specifically to rip. <laughs> excellent. Oh, I'm glad you didn't do that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Fucking tight. All right.
So we will be recording that next time. So keep an eye out. Um, but in the meantime, what should they do? Um, like everything. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Interact with us on the social medias. Um, it's Viva Law Action everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, Facebook. I think that's it. Okay. We don't use Twitter because no. Fuck that shit. Fuck the Tumblr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start reposting gifts from 2009. Yeah. Um, speaking of the YouTube channel, I'm catching up. So, um, I just uploaded as of recording date. I just uploaded Fury. Um, nice. So I'm way behind, but. Wow. Catching up. That video, for some reason, did super well. It did like Ooh. over a thousand views in less than a week. Holy um, shit. I don't know why. And we got like three new subscribers off of it. So thank Hell you, everybody yeah. who watched that. If you're listening to this now because of that video. Yeah. Welcome. Uh gets much less professional from here. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm catching up. Hopefully, I'll have the rest of them uploaded by the next time we record. Um. Yep, that's pretty much it. Yep. Oh, uh, and you can email us. Yes, at vivalaction at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, somebody's always manning the email. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Grayson. Yep, I, I get them on my phone. I sometimes get the little notification. Sometimes it's the spam filter. Um, <laughs> yep. Because the AIs are out to get us, and they're always sending us emails. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. So thanks so much for listening. And yep. we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> you didn't get to see me uh, swinging a lasso above my head.